When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet robe. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only Miss Danielle Oliveira. I feel like I need like a clap. <laughs> do you feel so special today? I do now that I'm talking to you. Listen, we'd like to make people feel welcome here behind the velvet robe. Love it. So I know we were just saying we missed each other. I have not seen you in forever for obvious reasons. Like what has been going on? Where are you today? Tell me everything. So a lot has happened. Yes, um, we're going to talk about I it. You. Um, a whole summer has happened. I'm not in Brooklyn anymore. I'm in the East Village. And oh, wow. I live with my boyfriend. And I was very single last time we spoke. You were. I think you were single almost every time that we spoke. Well, I was very single the last time we spoke, and I'm still very single. So that's me. There, You've just caught up on everything going on in my life other than the Behind the Velvet Row podcast. I work, and then I sleep, and then I go to the gym, and then I work, and then I sleep. Okay, we need to fix that at some point, but anyway. We have to talk about that off air. (laughs) So you're loving the East Village. I do. I mean, it's very noisy, but it is what it is. Were you in, like, other than, you know, Summer House in the Hamptons, like, have you been in New York the whole time, or were you somewhere else? No, I was very isolated. Well, I guess Hamptons, um, besides being in, like, our little quarantine section of uh, Watermill, Southampton, I was in Montauk for oh, wow. uh, probably two months altogether. And where are you from? Aren't you from like Pennsylvania or Delaware? No, I'm from Jersey. Come on. Oh, I went to the University University of Delaware. So maybe that's what you're thinking. That's what I'm uh, thinking. Oh, you are? You're like originally from Hoboken? Yeah, I was born and raised there. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I didn't know that. I got your whole backstory. I I thought you lived in Hoboken, but I thought you were from Delaware. But I think it's because you went to University of Delaware. Yeah. So you graduated and then explain what you do, because we're going to get into your job and how, you know, that it's financial tech, but what does that mean? Okay. So I'm trying to keep this concise. So um, when it comes to FinTech, it's a growing industry because all of the big banks and every financial services firm 
needs technology to do what they do. So it's gathering of data and presenting it in a meaningful way to people like you and me or to their internal employees in order to do their jobs better and make their lives easier. That makes sense. Yeah. Did you, I mean, I used to practice corporate tax law back in another life. So <laughs> I get it. No way. I know it's shocking. I always say like, I'm like a closet smart person. I just, I know like <laughs> know I passed the bar. I'm not here behind the velvet rope because I didn't pass the bar. I passed, I practiced corporate tax. Just, you know, I like to talk about things that don't really have to do with the real world. So here we are. Yeah. Well, welcome to my double life. <laughs> I know. Like as a person who works in FinTech, what I do is, um, build the software. Um, so I'm not a coder myself, but I lead a team of engineers, coders to build, um, all of the good stuff that we use today. So that's like, you know, that's like a real job. <laughs> it's as real as, well, no, there's realer jobs in my opinion, but it's pretty, it's pretty real. How did you go to school for that or it just kind of fell into it? Um, I actually went to school for finance. So my career started in finance and then I just got the itch to take on like the problems, which are some archaic systems like spreadsheets and manual processes. Like there's a way to ingest information and display it in like a much better way than what most places do. It's just it's so old school that um, technology was just screaming my name. I just wanted to do it so badly. So I just learned um, where I was working until um, I was good enough to just. Wow. And now you lead a whole team. Yeah. Because like, you know, when we, summer has first started, I think that was when you were in between jobs. Like, I think we even saw that. Yeah. On TV. I was, yeah. I was laid off. Um, and I was just getting into the role that I do now, um, which sucked. And I had never been not in school or not employed in my entire life. I freaked out. The first panic attack of my life happened after I got laid off. And then I was like, yeah, summer sounds good <laughs> in a house with a bunch of people. Yeah, I need to do that. Is that really why? Is that like the big deciding factor? You're just like, I'm not working. Why not? Right? Like, I can't feel sorry for myself. You know, I if because I was interviewing and it takes a really long time especially in the city there's so much competition it's just the process takes a lot longer totally and you know what I was like I'm familiar with the Hamptons it's where I love to be it's like a second home and always has been and I feel happy there so let me go find my happy in this house did you watch reality TV? You don't have to say yes. Like, were you like a fan of reality TV before this? Like Bravo or non-Bravo? You are, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, like nothing like, prepares you for it, of course. No, it doesn't. What shows did you watch? Like, was it a lot of Bravo or was it like The Bachelor? Like, or was it like competition shows? Oh, I'm not a Bachelor person. Um, we, yeah, if you're into it, like the, our friendship cannot go as far as The Bachelor, but Bravo for sure. I can talk about The Housewives all day long. <laughs> like you watched all of that before? Yes, um, The Bethany. Okay, well, that's good. <laughs> how did you, so I mean, how did you get involved with the show? Like, was it through Carl or was it some other way? So Carl is definitely, um, I think the biggest reason why um, I joined the house because we had dated before. Um, 
but I had known Kyle from being out in Montauk as well. So I think I, I probably met them around the same time, but obviously I was closest with Carl because of our history. Did you watch, talking of all the reality TV you watch on Bravo, did you watch the first season of Summer House that you weren't on? Uh, to this day, I have, but in that moment, no. You didn't. I also didn't want to watch it going into it and have anything like, you know, in my mind about people or anything like that. So that's probably smart. Fresh. Like I knew Carl and Kyle and that was, that was good enough for me. Did you have like any reservations? Like, you know, just watching a lot of reality TV, like housewives, you know, like you see it's all fun and games, but then there's this drama that comes along where you like, I just don't want to have that on TV or nothing like that. Um, I think that of course I was nervous about that, but I'm an open book in every aspect of my life. And if there was drama, then I feel like I'm the pet type of person. Like I don't start unnecessary drama, but if I need to be part of it, because I feel very strongly, then I will. Like I have no problem being opinionated, you know, be like outspoken, especially if like I'm defending myself, like I will take a stand. And so, yeah, it gets dramatic, but I know who I am and I'm confident in that. So bring it on kind of thing. That's cause I mean, I'm the same way. Like I, it takes a lot to get me upset, but like, if you come at me, you know, like I'm from the New York area too. Like I'm going to come, you know, like, yeah. don't, it's like that I'm saying, like, don't mistake my kindness for weakness. Right. And I might not start it, but I'll finish it. So I love it. <laughs> what about, so when you were there the first year, you know, like, and you were filming, was it what you expected? Yes. I, I like to go back to the beginning, as you can see. The, sec- <laughs> I like the, se- the second and third time you come on, we don't have to rehash all this, but just since this is your first time, you know, people yeah. may not know all this about you. So the first time, what was the question? Like the first, that second season, which was your first season, like when you were yeah. filming, were you just like, you know, this is what I expected pretty much? Or were you like, I, I'm in, you know, not over my head, but this is way different than I expected. Um, I didn't like, I think it was exactly what I expected, but there were a lot of curveballs watching it back. Um, so that I did not expect. And I was just kind of like, wait, what happened? Um, I just feel like when you're in the moment, you're like, oh, everything's about me. And like, obviously I know what everyone else is doing too. Right wrong. Like, there's a lot that happens with other people that you are, you don't know about, people don't tell you about. And then you're kind of just like, wait, what did she say? Right. Like you're like in the next room or you're even in the same room in the corner and you're like, wait, yeah, what? Like, what? We're, we're living in the same house at that point. <laughs> yeah. Totally. What about you know, that after that second season, like then when the show was changed up, you know, and Lauren and Steven were exited or they exited, we don't need to rehash all that. But were you like, were, how'd you feel about that? Like, were you happy? Were you like, okay, it's time to go? Um, yeah, I think, well, Steven and I were close for some time after that. So that was, that was sad. But I think overall, looking back on it, it was, there was such a dark cloud over that experience that I was very happy to go in to the next summer, kind of like having that lifted and being able to step out of that cloud that I didn't even like want to be around me, but somehow like came on over. And so it was nice to like get rid of all of that. And it was almost kind of like starting fresh and 
a new energy altogether that I was so excited about. And like, I think it was such a fun summer, such a fun summer. Obviously there are moments where I'm just like, oh, it's cringy, <laughs> but that was such a fun summer. The third season of the show. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it just felt so much lighter. Yeah. We yeah. were like back to just partying and on like the unnecessary kind of darkness wasn't there anymore. I mean, we definitely got into our fair share of drama, but it was because of things that were happening in the moment versus rehashing old stuff. And like, right. It's the Hamptons. It's the summer. Like, you know, let's not have too much drama. We could have party related drama. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Party related drama is okay. Wait, I have another question. Is there something that interferes with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? For me, listen, I love being the host of the Behind the Velvet Rope podcast, but bringing you guys five shows a week, tracking down the top Bravo liberties to bring you new creative content every day, that causes me stress. It causes me anxiety. I'm not even going to get into the lack of sleep or lack of a relationship. So, I needed somewhere to turn. And for me, I turned to BetterHelp. I love BetterHelp because it's professional counseling right from the comfort of your own home. What they do is they match you with a licensed therapist who's a professional that fits your needs and the things that you want to talk about. So you may not have the same issues as I do. They also deal with LGBTQIA issues anger, grief, trauma. If you are having relationship issues, if you're in a relationship, good for you. I'm not. They really deal with everything and everything you share is confidential. So I cannot stress how much because of this job that I love so much, it has caused me some issues and better help really is a lifesaver. Right now, if you guys also want to start living a happier life, as a listener, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash velvet rope. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash velvet rope. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Velvet Rope. And as a listener, you guys get 10% off your first month. Try it. I promise you, you are going to feel so much better once you talk to one of their licensed professional counselors. And listen, so many people have been using BetterHelp. They're actually recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. DM me. Let me know how it goes. This has been a lifesaver for me. (laughs) <laughs> or like, you know, hooking up related drama. Yeah. yeah. Which we will get into that in a second too. So that was season three. So then season four, and I'm not, you know, talking out of school because this is on the Bravo website. You know, they yeah. repeated your statement that, you know, like you took your job very seriously and, you know, you wanted to spend as much time as possible with your friends, but like your career comes first and, you know, you traveled a lot for work. So first of all, no pun intended, bravo, you know, for like not everyone would put their career first. Lots of people would flock to being on a reality show. So like, was that like a hard decision or no? It was just like, you know, you'd love to be part of both, but like your career was just like for long-term what you that's who I am like I think that in that moment I am much more the fintech nerd than I am the tv personality um and for me the time it spent 
devoting to um, filming, it's a lot and it's, it's mentally exhausting. Um, and I, I just couldn't give as much as everyone else was. And that's not fair. Uh, it's not fair to the rest of my housemates and it's not fair to me to feel like I can't provide and do like what I should be doing to be a, a true a cast member. And that it, it's shitty, but that's my reality. That makes sense. And like for people who are not from New York, like they don't understand, like the Hamptons is not close to New York. No, No, when I was actually like sprinting off, like from the LIRR, the Long Island Railroad, get to somewhere where everyone was already at and beautiful makeup, hair, and like a cute new outfit, like not the train or the car outfit, but a new one. Right. I was like, oh my God, like, just like just imagine like going to somewhere where there's a lot of cameras and bright light and like you're just sweating coming off of a three-hour train ride like you don't feel good about that no one does no and like just like you know you need a minute to walk in like regather yourself like going from work to the car and you're just like oh we're we're really doing this now we're doing this okay just um a a vodka soda please and sure seriously and it's really it's not close like especially on a friday night getting out to the hamptons no it's not did you have like a lot of opposition, you know, cause like people on social media have their own opinion. Like, did you have a lot of opposition from fans of like, you know, why are you doing this? You know, you being on the show should be the most important thing in your life. No, no. But like, I honestly think that most people who watch the show don't have a real idea about what I do for a living or why I was rushing from where I was rushing from. Um, I can't say where I work. I never have been able to say the name of the place. So they, it's not like you can have a real feeling of like, oh my God, she's incredibly busy. We get it. It's almost just like, oh, they say that she is. So we must believe that she is. You just don't really have that feeling as if you were like, oh, she has this whole other life that we don't even know about. We just thought that she's just like this party girl in the Hamptons and then yeah she comes off of a train every once in a while like because I mean that's all that that was really shown of me but like there is a lot to it and that's why I was really so excited to be a part of this summer like this season where where you work like because I know how finance works a lot of like financial companies like they're just like you can't mention the name on the show no it's just like yeah you you're private life is your private life. And if that just so happens to be filmed, sure. But we are not, we cannot be part of this. Do you ever, cause listen, like I watch like Big Brother, like ever, I don't know if you watch Big Brother on CBS, but it's, I mean, not to give a shout out to another network. We love Bravo <laughs> and NBC the most, but you know, like every summer people go back to their real jobs and they get fired. You know I mean? It's, I guess it's a little yeah. different. There's live feeds and like things they say, but like, were you ever worried about that? Like, you know, you're in this unique situation that you have, well, I mean, Amanda did in, at first as well, but. And, and Carl got a lot. Obviously Carl went through that. Um, yeah. But because I'm not in a client facing role, um, I'm just literally with the nerd to create the stuff that other people sell. Um, right. That it, to me, like I was nervous just because of like, you know, I, I was a, a large corporation, but at the same time, I know that I'm not client facing and I know I'm incredibly good at what I do. So 
if they had a problem with it, it would never be because of the way that I was performing. Right. And like, not that you've done anything, you know, you just never know. Like some companies are very conservative and just even drinking and like pounding beers and like doing shots yeah. and getting drunk. Is so it There's one line that was like, um, something I'm like, it was like a confessional, like, um, getting that D on the weekend or something. And I was just like, that's it. That might be the one that gets me canned. <laughs> um, because you know, conservative companies, they'll just be like, that's just not part of our values. And it's like, okay. But that's... <laughs> I never had that conversation, um, thankfully, but that was that one moment where like, like my heart like, dropped and I was just like, oh my God, that's it. I, that's the one. I could see that, you know, like, yeah. I mean, that's the thing, like it all kind of worked out, you know what I mean? Like where your company is supportive. And like you said, like even on that private website, like the producers were really supportive. So that's all it kind of all worked out. Yeah. But on the website, when you made the statement, you said like, you know, I really want to thank Bravo for like really allowing me to have kind of the best of both worlds to come and go because, you know, I know I'm not a fan favorite, you know, but thank you. No, Danielle, why do you think you're not a fan favorite? Um, I feel like that is, uh, maybe that's more of like a me thing or like a perception becomes reality sort of feeling, but I am not, um, I'm not your typical person that's on a reality TV show. Like I, I'm getting better at Instagram. <laughs> I think I'm like finally hitting my stride. Um, I'm not really on Twitter at all. I don't, I'm just like, not that person who claps back. Um, I have stuff that I need to do throughout the day and like, I don't have time. And like, that's not to paint anyone else in a negative picture. Like, you know, if, if this is your life, like I applaud you, but it's not mine. And like my double life, you know, precludes me from like actually devoting enough time to the fans and to developing a narrative that is true to me. The narrative has always been placed on me by what you've seen on TV, but what you see on TV is not every part of who I am. Like there's a lot more going on here, but I don't give fans that, I don't give the viewers that because I just don't have the time. And I, I know that sounds so bad, no. but I just really don't have the time. Listen, I can say, because of this job that I do, we're sitting here talking. I mean, Instagram is literally, like I literally said the other day, literally just yesterday, I think I'm at the point where I just can't respond anymore to people. Not that I clap back and get upset. It's like, I am going to topple over. It is truly a full-time job. So right. to have it, like, it literally is a full-time job. Like yeah. my heart beats, like I go to bed and I wake up and I'm like, how do I have like another 200 DMs I just caught up last night? I'm like, this is not a way to live especially when COVID ends at some point. So I, I get it. And, and people think that it, you know, that you're there and you're there for them and they're like, do this and link me this or, and they'll get mad if you don't. And it got to a point also that I had to restrict my, my public profile because the comments that I was getting in from people that weren't following that were just kind of trolling, you know, I'm sure you've dealt with it. Oh yeah. It's so mean and hurtful that it took away like, what I was doing, like, as part of my, my other job, like my, during my workday, I started thinking about what they were saying and it started to affect my productivity. And I was like, I can't do this. I cannot let that, like, yeah. I won't let you do it. And I wish I were better, um, at kind of blocking the trolls out, 
but it's, it's really, really hard. What type of, cause I mean, I ask, I, this is a question just since we're on this topic, I ask everyone this, not just cause you brought it up, but like, <laughs> what type of trolls do you have? Like, you know, cause I would think like, to me, you've done nothing, you know, like I understand like certain people, but like what type of trolls come after you for what? Um, it would be. The wait is over. That's right. A season five of the Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. This summer... The world must answer one question. Why has no one made a popsicle that gets you high yet? That's right. It's summer, and it's time for you to get your hands on America's new favorite product, Danksicles. 20 milligrams of THC in two great flavors, the latest and greatest innovation from IndiCloud. Is IndiCloud the greatest company to come out of America? Maybe. But what we do know for sure is that IndiCloud is the best way to get dispensary-grade cannabis delivered directly to your door. 100% legally. Yes, they ship legally to all states. No medical card needed. Whether it's vapes as big as your head, flowers you won't find in your mom's garden, or of course, popsicles that get you high as What are you waiting for? Go to indicloud.co slash spring24 and get discreet delivery on top shelf THC products. Head over to indicloud.co slash spring24. That's co, not com, to snag 30% off your first order when it was like Lauren stuff, people who, people who are so into another person on the cast, like that makes the, sense. Like the Lauren lovers. Um, and people saying like, Oh, you're just thirsty or you just are hungry for camera time. And, um, like just like coming at my character and right. who I am like in the most vicious ways. And it's just like, Oh my God. I'm still a human. I'm, I'm still a human being with feelings. Like, I mean, if, if you're critical, fine, but like, can you like soften up the language a little bit? Like, like really going after the jugular. Um, like, I'm sorry that in that moment you thought that I was doing something. I, and there's no amount of words that you can say to like, no clap back or like, it just, you just have to delete it and move on. Yeah. No, you'll never, it'll go on for 10 years. Like whatever you say, you're going to get a response. This is. Yeah. What about, so have you become good at that? Like, are you just ignore it or it still kind of gets to you at times? I, I limited my, my comments to only people who follow me. And then if someone does say something like negative, I don't even read the rest of it. I just immediately block and delete. That's smart. Yeah. Like I'm not going to have the most amount of followers by doing that. I'm not gonna, I don't know. Like, it's worth it to me to have the better, like a better mental state for my day to day than to ever. And maybe I don't want to be a fan favorite because maybe that comes with a lot of trolls. So, you know, it's hard like to, to weigh out what's best for me. And for me, like I just, I I need to be able to focus on, on work. So that's That's No, I mean, that's, listen, some people, it takes them years to not get into the comments. I mean, I'm pretty good every now and then I'm having a day and I'm like, but I mean, literally it's like every six months and I'm like, today, all the past six months is being directed towards you because now I'm pissed off. And (laughs) it was like, 
But in general, if someone says something, I literally copy and paste and I respond. I'm like, thank you so much for listening to my, this episode of my podcast. It's, and you, you, <laughs> oh, would, like that. you would think people would then tell me off back. They don't. They're then like, oh yeah, yeah, no, you're great. I'm like, well, Wait, what? The other person. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm just like, who, then who was I? Just commenting back on. Yeah, I'm like, you just told me off. But like, I would, I literally thought that would lead to more. And like, I guess, I don't know, just kill them with kindness. It doesn't always work that way, but that's my <laughs> canned answer. I'm like, I like that. What about, so if you're not a fan favorite, who do you think is a fan favorite? Um, well, I'll tell you who my fan favorite is. It's Lindsay. Um, because I think that she is equal parts like the hardest worker and someone who has such an explosive personality and she's just so true to who she is and I think that fans really like that obviously there's moments where she's the most hated but she takes it in such stride and she like comes back that much stronger so she's my fan favorite um but I feel like you know um you, Hannah and Paige they're I guess more millennial <laughs> I don't know but like the the younger guard is they're just more in tune to like social media and what works and how to play into certain things. And they devote a lot of their time to digital content. And so it is perceived that way for sure. I could see that. Mm-hmm. What who's about, your, who's your favorite? Well, I mean, if I really was, you know, I'm one of those people who, you know, like as a self-respecting gay man on a <laughs> show that is mixed, I usually, I just tend to like love women. Like I'm one of those gays. <laughs> so my fan favorite usually, I mean, really, probably you and Lindsay. Yeah. Really. Honestly, I'm not just saying that. You know, if I think about it, yeah, it'd be the two of you for, for real. Okay. And we love our gays, so. Yeah. I mean, like, that's, and that's honestly true. And like, I'm even factoring in like, you know, Lauren and Steve, like, yeah, I think it'd be yeah. you and Lindsay if I really thought about it. Now, you know, not everyone fits in well. You know, The Bachelor hands out roses. People get voted off the island. Let's talk about some of our fallen heroes. Why did Jordan and Jules, independently, not together, but why did each of those two, why do you think they didn't work out and they just weren't a good fit? You know what? It's, it's funny about that. I could actually put it together. Um, in, it's hard because everyone has this perception of what reality TV is, but, and I I know every show is like, we're different because, but I truly believe that our show is different because we have real relationships with each other. We build them for better or for worse. Every single fight, we, we truly love and hate each other. Like, but it's a family and we take the time to be a family, even when we're not filming. And so when you have this kind of like genuine relationship with someone else, it's easy to tell when someone is not as genuine in, in their pursuit for like the friendship. Um, And so I think with both of them, I think that, you know, whether it be they didn't want to, or they just had different like a set of expectations that they thought were put on them I don't know what it is but there wasn't a genuine feeling there that would be able to carry a friendship like any friendship with with any of us I think that makes sense I mean you guys do hang out off season kind of like Vanderpump rules in the beginning yeah and you know we have some ancestral sort of situations sometimes and Um, it happens because we're around each other 
do you think do you keep in touch with Jordan or Jules? Like, do they keep in touch with anyone? Um, Jules and Paige, um, I would say, are the two that keep in touch. Everyone else, um, no. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yes, I, I, I would agree with all that. Well, now we're here. We're season five. Like, did you ever think that you would, I mean, did you think you would ever be here? Just you? Like, no. Honestly, like, I'm being very honest with you because it's you. No, I did not. I did not think I could honestly have the opportunity to live this double life, like have, you know, two careers, it seems at this point. Um, Or like, just like the friendships that like Lindsay is now like a sister to me. It just, we've come so far. Um, It's, it's kind of wild looking back on all of it. Well, also, you know, this whole double life, I mean, I think in your situation, it's more heightened than others, but you know, it's just the nature of summer house that, you know, it's really, at least initially was a show that was focused just on the weekends. I mean, you know, like a little blurbs during the week. Right. So I think that's part of it too. But I mean, I do agree. I think because you have a full-time job. Is Lindsay who you're closest to now, like out of everyone on the cast? Yes. Do you, does anyone keep in touch with Lauren and Steven? Like, do you? No. Um, Steven one is unfortunate to me, but um, there was kind of like a, a falling out there two years ago now. Um, and no, Lauren is also completely out of the picture for everyone. Okay. Well, here we are. So, you know, you're minding your own business. You take your step back, you're working. That's first priority. You know, I guess like my question also is like, did you ever think you would be back in this like full-time type of role? Because really, and would you have been if it wasn't for quarantine? Like, how does that call come? Like, you're minding your own business. You get a call, like, because listen, everyone was wondering. You know, I think there was a time, like, especially in the beginning of quarantine, for each show, people went down and they're like, how could any of these shows ever come back? And then you hear, like, the idea of, like, quarantine houses, I call it. And you're like, oh, well, this is brilliant. Like, this is how Summer House could go on. So what, you just got a call one day and they're like, hey, this might work for you? Yeah, Honestly, yeah. And would I be interested? And I said, hell yes. Um, And, you know, I don't want the term like double life to come off the wrong way, but it really is because you weren't able to see the other side of me that is the majority of my day to day. And now with this opportunity, that call came and I was like, absolutely. I think that now more than ever, it, it would just be a great opportunity to show people more of who I am. Um, the, like, the majority of the time, what I spent my time doing um, would be great just because there are people out there like me who like have to sit in front of a laptop now every single day from nine to five or six o'clock. Right. And, you know, that's a very real situation. And this summer, it, it's a lot like quarantine for everyone has had its ups and downs, but it really gives you a chance to be like, is it introspective or like to like to yeah. really look at what your situation is and whether or not you're really happy in it. So it was really, really awesome to be part of it. I think so. You know, like 
in the beginning, I think that's why a lot of people just mentally had a problem. I mean, they're still having a problem, but I think especially in the beginning, other than the fact that we just didn't know what was going on in the world, I think, you know, well, first of all, everyone's money was bet. I just want to tell you, I have a whole bunch of friends. They all bet against me. They're like, you're the, because I mean, I was out like seven nights a week, but I'm like, okay, there's a global pandemic. I know how to like follow the rules. But yes, I think like the problem was like people were left alone with their thoughts and, you know, when you like to like self-medicate, however it is, like just you're with your own thoughts, whether you live by yourself or with one other person, you're like, you have to really figure out like, what is the point of life? And like, who's calling? Like, cause I, I went down like, oh yeah. Cause I mean, I'm friends with a lot of people on all these reality shows and I'm like, yeah, well, you know, you're supposed to be my good friend and like, okay, you're like a reality TV friend, which is fine. But it's like, I think you just take stock of your life of who's like checking right. in. Like, am I alive today? It's three months into this. Like I've called yeah. you. Yeah. So if who's checking in, like what you're doing with your life, like does being on zooms and sitting down the entire fucking day, like truly what you want to be doing. It's like, yeah, sure. I was doing that in an office, but it's different now. <laughs> right. It's, it's a completely different way of viewing things. So like not only did people or will people get to see who I am more so this summer, they get to see, you know, the real results of a pandemic on someone like myself. That's good. Well, I mean, you brought your special work chair, so I assume we're going to see you having some yeah. work. Yeah. The ergonomic chair had to come with me because if I'm going to sit down all day long, I better be comfortable. I mean, you were there for a while. <laughs> what about, what do you think it is about Summer House? Because look, I mean, it's, this is no shade. It's a slow burn, you know, like Vanderpump Rules is the hot show. And, you know, who knows where that is now. Maybe it'll be back. No shade. But like, you know, Summer House took a minute. It wasn't a huge hit in the beginning. And it's kind of just found its groove. Like, what do you think it is? I think it's the fact that, well, one for one, again, these are very real friendships that are now you're kind of like seeing like where our story is going over time. Um, but also it's, I think it's really hard to show the work hard, play hard. You always kind of want to truly get into the play hard because that is the most dramatic. It's, you know, where the most sex happens and stuff. But like, we are still career oriented New Yorkers at the end of the day. And so sometimes it's hard for us to be like, sure, tits out, who cares? Like, no, there's always going to be something in the back of a New Yorker's mind that's like, well, fuck, I can't mess with my money. Like I can't, you know? And so I think it's taken a while for us to find that groove of like, okay, it's okay to have this dramatic side of ourselves because we do know that we have that career that's like, is going to be consistent throughout. Like we don't throw that away just for the drama. Like it's, but it's okay to show both sides of ourselves. And it is true. Like, I don't care what anyone says. Like, New York is where we work harder here. You know, and it's, no again, no shade to anywhere else in the country. It's just, right. we, it's not even a good thing, really. We're just all <laughs> insane. And, like, that's why there's so many single people that live here. We're just like, <laughs> I like you, but if you get in the way of my career, I mean, I don't got time. Right. And so it's hard, it's hard to, like, kind of put that story together in a meaningful way. But I think that we finally figured out the, the right recipe, if you, can say, if you can say it. And I think people understand us now. They understand that the Hamptons is a getaway and that we have this other kind of 
life. Life that happens. What about, you know, was part of you besides the fact that you can show this other part of yourself and you could work and be in the house and be on the show and be with all your friends? Like, was any part of you like, oh my God, I'm so lonely. Like, this is saving my life. Like, I can't wait to go be around like, you know, all these other people. Yeah. But I was also nervous about that at the same time. Like, do I know how to conversate with people still? <laughs> because I being isolated for so long, there's only like, I did Zoom happy hours, but it's not the same as like a a human connection in a pandemic and like being like, okay, like you kind of have to get, get your groove back in a conversational way and be like, Oh, yeah. humans again, this is, I could do this. <laughs> Who were you like most nervous about? Not even nervous, but just like, Oh God, the thought of like quarantine. Cause it, this is big brother. It's big brother, summer house edition. Who were, who were you most nervous about being stuck in a house with out of this? Um, or just not wanting to be like, Ugh, I really don't want to make small talk with that person. So honestly, none of them, because I enjoy the conversations that I do have with them. But I think for like, for me, the difference in my day to day versus Hannah and Paige, I was most nervous that I wouldn't have the structure or like that there would be the possibility where I couldn't focus because we're not on the same schedule. Like we don't have, like they don't have a normal traditional, like nine to five situation. So right. like, are they going to understand that I need, I need my space and I need to be left alone. So that that was, yeah, I was like, Oh, I don't know if this is going to work out. I get it. Like I've had so many friends be like, you should just come stay here. You know, places outside New York. I mean like far away, you know, like in the U S and I'm just like, I could do my job from anywhere, but you don't understand. Like you won't speak to me from like 8 a.m. to like 8 exactly. p.m. Like I will literally be locked in a room in your house and I cannot speak to you. Yeah. And then there's like Luke so, who like, does construction or something. And I'm like, is he going to affect, like, is the noise going to be too loud? And I was just like, he was a, he's a, a third. <laughs> I was just like, what is he going to do? <laughs> Were you, was there any comfort in the fact that, you know, we have, you know, the tagline is new house, new challenges, new roommate. So Sierra, like, was there any comfort in the fact that she's a nurse? Like that must've been, you know, especially like in the beginning of COVID. Well, yeah. Like we need a nurse. I think in general, yeah, like, it was just comforting to know that we like from like, even just like seeking advice or comfort, just knowing that we're doing the right thing. Um, and just to get a pulse on her perspective, like what's, cause like you hear what's on the news and what's on social media, but I, in my life didn't have someone who I could just like actually have a, just a sit down conversation. I'm like, okay, so what is it? What's actually going on? Cause what could be going on and what we digest um, from what's out there, like could be two different things. So like just even hearing it from her perspective, like that was, was really, really cool. It was calming, right? Yeah. So speaking of Sierra, who knew we had an immediate love triangle? <laughs> well, you're talking about Hannah, Sierra, and Luke, right? Yes. Yeah. For the, for the moment, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, I mean, how is that to walk into right so away? I didn't know, like, when she walked in, I knew that she was a friend of Luke's and they had dated before. And, but I didn't know the extent. I didn't know like what was going on or what could I, 
And honestly, she was just a dream walking in that maybe I was just like taken aback by her beauty and like nothing else mattered. And then the conversation with Hannah and her, and I was just kind of watching like, oh, this could be not good. (laughs) Is it possible to date someone for, I guess, what was it like seven months and not see them or have sex with them? I mean, is that really? No, that's not possible. Like that's not a thing that happens. I mean, that's my reaction to Hannah, no shade, but I'm just like, how are you dating Luke? (laughs) Yeah. I think um, we all felt the same way. Um, That was the first that I had heard they were even dating at all, let alone that that amount of time. Were you, I assume... I I should say no shade like you do. (laughs) No shade, but... Do you see how it works, Danielle? You could just say anything and I could ask any question. You just say no shade. Yeah, it's like respectfully and like the professional words, like respectfully... No. Like nothing personal. I just, I'm going to, about to ask you this, but you know, I really don't mean any harm about this. I love it. Well, I mean, I imagine then that because you're so close to Lindsay, you are team Lindsay and this spat between Lindsay and Hannah that we've seen already. Yeah. I honestly, I almost got whiplash about why that spat was even a thing. Um, uh, even accusing Lindsay of wanting me to hook up with Luke just saying that out loud is crazy it's a crazy thing I am a grown-ass woman I don't think anyone even my best friend is gonna be like hey I want you to hook up with that guy and I'm gonna be like you're right I'm gonna go do it like that just would never happen and I was just like is this is this real life Yeah, like it's almost insulting to you. (laughs) Yes, thank you. That you're just, wind Danielle up and she'll go kiss who you tell her to. Yeah, like sure, Lindsay, anything that you say. Like, no. And the fact that I was left out of the conversation too. Just like, I'm I'm right here. Do you want to, do you want to ask me? Like, hello? Well, are you upset with Hannah still today about this? I mean, I just think it's wild and I don't agree with her approach to the situation, but it is what it is. And I can't spend too much time like dwelling on it because I know my truth and I'm perfectly okay with that. So So you didn't kiss Luke just because Lindsay wanted you to i'm not even saying she wanted you to but no i did not kiss luke because Lindsay wanted me to or told me to that just no that's did, that's crazy even did you kiss luke because he's hot af um because i have two eyes and a pulse um <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's why like I mean, I started crushing on Luke because we were starting to get closer as friends over the winter. Yeah. And yeah, he's easy on the eyes as well. So, I mean, obviously, you know what the next question is. Like, who's a better kisser, Luke or Carl? Oh, well, I mean, the Luke one was like very short-lived. Carl is a great kisser. Okay. So, Carl. <laughs> so, okay. Um. What did I want to ask you? If you had to get... Okay, bring the kissing going down. Or, you're like, oh God. 
No, I just, yeah, I was curious who kissed better. Do you, is Sierra for you a good addition to the group? Oh yeah. 1000%. She's great. I love hanging out with her. I'm just, you know, buds with Luke. You can kind of tell. I mean, I think, you know, like as a viewer, like I understand like there's reality out there. You all hang out. But as a viewer, I think she's already like, she's the whole. Great energy, down to earth, Capricorn energy. So like I immediately kind of knew she was a soul sister. So yeah. Anyone who's a nurse and is like on the front lines and then, you know, here and just gorgeous and just everything, you know? Yeah. What about, have you ever, now you have a boyfriend now, which we'll get into in two seconds before we wrap up, but has anyone, you know, we talk about all these love triangles and somewhere else, has anyone slipped into your DMs from the Bravo world prior to this boyfriend of yours? You know, we have Craig, Shep, Austin. No, and I don't, no, and that's. No, like Steve Gold back when he was a single man. No, am I doing something wrong? Like, I don't like. No, I've never gotten any DMs from any of uh, people in the Bravo world. Would you like? Did you ever have a crush on any of these Bravo boys? I mean, I'm just throwing those out because they're at the top <laughs> of my head. You know. Um, not the Southern Charmers because I think that they became like more like friends than anything, and that was just like Jules. Have fun. Um. <laughs> But no, I, I guess I don't think that I would want to now like date anyone um, on Bravo. You so, just want to keep it separately. Yeah. What about like, what are your favorite show? Like what show are you obsessed with on Bravo or two? Like, you know, if you could go on any other show. You know what? I mean, Forget your job. Like let's pretend that doesn't exist. Yeah. You win like a hundred million dollars tomorrow and you're going to go on some show. Um, I have always loved Housewives of New York, Housewives of New Jersey, Southern Charm. I mean, Housewives of Salt Lake City, like what? It's, I've gotten to know Meredith and Lisa and like just Lisa was on my show and Meredith, like they're, it's, it's everything. I love it. And it's everything. Like, so very close. And I'm just like, I feel it. I just feel like this could happen. I, I live for it. What about... Yeah, I, I, I could see you on one of those. Have you ever, like, met someone through, you know, like, the Bravo world, the small world, you all keep, in, you know, socialized together? Yeah. Like, have you ever met someone where you're like, oh, my God, I just met Lisa Vanderpump, like, oh, my God, or... Because you weren't at BravoCon, I don't think. Kind of? Say it again. Like an oh, my God, star Yeah, star. yeah, or, like, yeah, I mean, just from, like, the Bravo world of, like, that's the number one. You know, like, backstage at BravoCon at Watch What Happens Live, I mean, it was, like... People, we were at like, um, I want to say it was OK Magazine. It was uh, the PhD rooftop here in New York. And we're doing like some sort of event. And we were doing kind of like the step and repeat. And so it was like Housewives of Dallas and then Summer House. And I've never come that close to a housewife. (laughs) But like, they are just so done up and beautiful and especially Dallas, like with the hair and it like, and I was just kind of like, Oh my God. And also <laughs> I was like started sweating. I'm like, I look like, like, you know, a homeless person compared to like the glam that was going on with them. And I, after that, I was like, wow, Housewives of Dallas, gorgeous. That's a good one. Yeah. 
what about, because I mean, we see this in the preview, I know you've made like, so what about like this whole physical altercation that we see coming up? Like how scary was that? Oh, I hated. Oh my God. It was such a bad, bad night. Cause you know what? It was part of such an amazing fun day. So it was just like the highest of highs and then I remember just like being with Lindsay and we were talking to like Aunt Rhonda and we were just kind of like gabbing about how great the day was. And then you kind of like turn and the house is like falling apart, not physically, but just like there's the people that you care about just ripping into each other so much that it becomes physical. Like I remember like it, there was blood. I didn't know who's, whose it was. And I was just like, what just happened? Like, what could have happened to, to make, to make you guys fight like this? Um, who said what? And like, we were all drunk. So no one was making sense. All I knew that I was scared and that Luke was on one end and Kyle and Carl were on another. And to have that happen in our house, I was just like, um, so where do we go from here? Like, it was, it was awful. Were you ever like, you know, in a way, thank God this happened while we were filming, you know, cause then there is this level of protection, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, I remember like it was yesterday, like Lindsay kind of like with her like legs, like she was like holding, like, I think it was like Carl or Kyle back. Like, and she kind of like spider monkeyed the door so that he couldn't get out of the door because Luke was like running through it and he truly just wanted to chase after him. And it was kind of just like, thank God we had as many people as we had to keep them apart because they really would have hurt each other. Wow. Well, I'm glad everyone's okay. And Yeah, you know, I mean, like, because once you get to that point, like, there's certain things that can't be unsaid, can't be undone, and you don't want to ruin an entire friendship over it. Totally. Three quick final questions. First of all, because then we'll wrap it up, because you have to go back to work, and we all have things to do. <laughs> First of all, are Kyle and Amanda, do we think they're ever going to get married? I mean, I understand we're in COVID now, but is this really ever going to happen? Um, this, this summer was like truly an amazing time with them and seeing how Loverboy, like how they kind of keep it all together, both like professionally and with their relationship. Yes. They're 100% going to get married. And if Kyle and Amanda got married tomorrow, who do you think would be part of the wedding party from this cast? Oh, um, well, a little bit of a change up there. Um, Paige. That's it. Well, Kyle would be there too. <laughs> but like Carl wouldn't be like a best man or. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, or or you, you, you think Paige would be the only one invited? No, I think that, I think that most of us would be invited. I'm just a wedding party. I'm thinking like Paige. bridesmaids. Yeah. Um, like Paige and um, Carl on the groom side. That's fair enough. Yeah. And last question, I promise, as we will to very last questions. Okay, so you have a boyfriend. Is this Chef Robert Sieber? Is that your boyfriend? Yeah, did you Google him? I d- well, I didn't Google him, but I saw on your Instagram. Listen, like, this is a very serious operation over here, Danielle. You just don't step behind the velvet rope. Like, I mean, I have to, like, wake up and at least know something, you know, even though I know everything about you. So as I was trolling your Instagram, I was like, oh, this must be her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. He's so cute, isn't he? He is. 
He's in the other room, so I get to talk about him. Maybe we'll see him on a future season of Summer House. Yeah, maybe this one. Who knows? I love it. Um, and then other than that, you know, the obvious quarantine house, like how is this season different? I mean, you know, we talked about physical altercation, you're all working from home. Like, would you say it's different in any other way or just the obvious you all live together and never escaped? Yes. And I think that I, it's so true to the time, um, that we are all experiencing where sometimes the weekends don't feel like the weekends. Sometimes you need a party on a Tuesday. Sometimes you need to like medicate with a bottle of rosé on a Wednesday. Um, expect the unexpected because we don't just get into it on the weekends. It is free game. That's just your nice way of saying that you guys are all drunk 24 hours, <laughs> which I am so here for. I am so here for it. We all had to get through this pandemic somehow. Listen, if being drunk on TV does not make good TV, I don't know what does. Same. <laughs> Same. You are. So before we go, is there anything else you want to, I like to give people a chance at the end, anything I didn't cover. Thank you for answering all my questions. Like anything you want to get out there with your, you know. Last 20 seconds. Um, yes. No. Um, I think what I want people to know is that give, um, like, give me uh, more of a chance. I'm well more well-rounded than you've seen me in the past. Um, I kind of, it's an emotional season for me. There's um, highs and lows, even beyond what we've talked about today. Um, there's a lot of change that happens in my life this summer. Um, so just really stay tuned uh, because it's a wild ride. I can't wait. <laughs> Where can everyone find you online on Instagram? Um, I'm not on the Twitter, um, but definitely Instagram me at Danielle Oliveira. Amazing. When this is all over, you and I will go out. We can we go out with your boyfriend. <laughs> I will head over to the East Village. Please do. Please do. And we need to get you a man. Can you please work on that? Like, and you can DM me. I, I, I will answer your DMs. Like, just <laughs> let's put it out there for the universe, you know? I really appreciate you taking the time. I know this is during your work day. So, and thank you for answering all my questions and keep in touch for real. You're amazing. Will do. Thank you. You're my much. fan favorite, you and Lindsay. <laughs> oh, I love you for that. Anytime. Thank you. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon. Because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. 
Thank you guys. See you soon.